Welcome to the Random Tea Random Miniseries Podcast. I'm Quinny. I'm Jonya. And today we're talking about episode one of The Night Manager. There you go. Yay. Yay. I knew you'd get through that. This is like the fifth time we've tried to record that intro and I fucked it up each time. So Technical. you're welcome. Technical issues. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should like release an outtakes. Oh God. Random revelries. <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, anyway, so yeah, we're doing our, our hiatus special on The Night Manager starring mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie. Yep. I'm so excited. Um, and, and you did suggest this. It was my suggestion. And I, I was trying to, t- trying to stay chill because Tom. Stay, stay cool, man. Stay I was like, cool. I was like, stay it's cool. fine. It's fine. And then I was like, yeah, 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 let's do that. <laughs> so. uh, well, we didn't know if there were going to be multiple seasons or, or yeah. what I was going to do. So, yeah. Um, but it's just a, a mini series. Um, it's award fodder, mm-hmm. which is fine. It is. It is. Um, and I think actually well-deserved. Well, I've only I have only seen two episodes at the point at this mm-hmm. point. You've seen the whole thing. I have, uh, and you watched it way back when. Yep, uh, I when it was, first came to AMC. Right, I was unable to. I had DVR issues. I had eight episodes. I didn't know what was going on. And you, I was like, "There's only six, so <laughs> I just didn't have time to watch it." And so, you know, now that we're on hiatus from our regular shows, we decided we were going to podcast this. And I've watched again. I've only I've not read the book. Right, which is by. Jean Le Carré. Le Carré? Yeah. Nah, whatever his He's name is. a prolific spy novel writer. Yeah, that's what you're talking But I have not read yeah. the book for once. Yeah. And I've only seen two episodes at this point because I wanted to stay a little unsullied. Yeah, and that's cool. For the podcast, I thought that would be interesting. And um, I'm doing the recap. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was interesting because uh, neither one of us connected with Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which was also by this author. Um, yeah, you didn't even make it through the full movie. I, I did not. Um, I, I plugged on through uh, mostly for, for Benedict. Um, See, I went through um, Paradise Lost. Yeah, no, not Paradise Lost. No, no, no. Um, Parades End. Oh God, miniseries we will never do. No, Parades End. I suffered through that for him. Oh. I was not going to do Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy because I don't usually do stuff like that. Um, Tinker Tailor felt like a really bad award fodder to me. Like. And it and it kind of pisses me off because it had amazing cast and they did a great job with what they were a given. A huge amazing cast. The story just f- wasn't there for me, and I I guess that kind of just insults me because I'm like, look at all these people and f- and it, and everybody else. Like it was a huge critical success and everything, but yeah. for the me, parts, it just didn't. It wasn't yeah. entertaining enough. And the parts individually, the characters themselves were great, but you put them all together and it's like, Ugh. and it dragged. And so was I was kind of I was kind of worried about Night Manager. Yeah, the first five. Five minutes of Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy mm-hmm. is Gary Oldman walking around. Yeah. Literally for five freaking minutes. And yeah. I'm like, is there a movie here or what? Yeah. It was, I couldn't. So, I, but I think, it. I think this did a good balance of being kind of artsy, but also entertaining. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's and I think the pacing of it was was oh god that was half the problem with Tinker Taylor was just the pacing oh, of it. Can we get on with the story? Yeah, so so I I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad we're I'm glad we're casting it, was, it. again. Uh, having only seen two episodes, I can't come to a complete conclusion. Right, but the first episode to me uh, summarizes as Pine no, and Pine's dick going Pine yes. I'm like Pine don't Pine no, Pine stop Pine stop. Yeah. What are you doing? I was like, oh, it'd be really stupid for him to sleep with. Her. Oh, and he's gonna. Of course he is. Of course he like, is. Don't do the thing. Yeah. And he does the thing. And he I'm like, really? Thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And you. As, and then as, he gets a justice boner. According to you, boner. that's the whole show. Yeah. And then he gets a justice boner. 
not in the Jim Gordon way, which you know but he you, does. You kind of know that that's what's because that's the whole summary of the show. Yeah, is the night manager that gets a justice boner. Yeah. Um, I also noticed, uh, I did not realize this until I started watching it, um, that Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie are both executive producers. Yeah. In this show. They really wanted this done. They did. Not only did they star in it. Yeah. But they put, they dumped a lot of money into it, of their own, Mm -hmm. into this. So, they believed in this project, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love Hugh, okay, I know you love Tom. I, I do. Everybody knows and if you're new, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> to the madness. Yeah. Um, I like you, Lori. Not like you love Tom. No, no. But I do love you, Lori. Yes. I do, too. He was, I mean, he... I miss House. This was before a lot of the internets, pro, uh, you know, uh, put people in our faces much. Like, Tumblr, I see a lot of press that I wouldn't see otherwise. I see a lot of interviews and snippets of things. I didn't know Hugh Laurie was British until he accepted an award for really? House, and I was like, the fuck just happened? Oh, see, I, I had was, no vision. I knew who he was. I never actually saw it, but I knew who he was from Black Adder. Okay. And okay. he was in that, and I knew that was a British show. Yeah, because I had no exposure to, like, um, what's the Jeeves and Wooster, um, where he's, he's uh, like, Stephen Fry is his butler. Um, Fry... A bit of Fry and Lord. Like, I had no exposure. You're getting a complete blank face for me. Because, you know, him and Stephen Fry have worked together for, like, Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had no exposure. There's only 12 of them. I know. I had no exposure to any of that. So, yeah, the first I saw of him was in-house, and I just assumed he was an American, because, by God, his accent is spot on. He was in Stuart Little. Yeah. I think he was with an American accent. Yeah, hearing him with a British accent, though, is just... Like, whoa. Because I... Really, I mean, I knew who he was, and I knew he was British watching him on House. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew it intellectually. intellectually. Yeah. But I saw him on, uh, was it Inside the Actor's Studio? Okay. And he was speaking in a British accent, and he played the piano, and I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, you, to know it is one thing, but to hear him yeah. between the two. But so, I love Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Um, he's I adorable. think he's amazing. And I think he's just, as a person, he's hilarious. He is. He's so funny. He's got that great wit, which he would have to be if he's friends with somebody like Stephen Fry, who is yeah. so smart. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I adore him. So, I mean, so I was really looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about it's artsy. The, the opening credits to this show i of course went the dick route and i was like all these all these weapons look phallic well weaponry in and of itself is a phallic thing yeah i mean yeah look at missiles and rockets and bullets that's all phallic-y yeah uh but uh the visual it felt very james bond to me it did very much on the music the score all that just felt very james bond um, and it wasn't until I sat down to do the recap and I'm, you know, paying attention yeah. to the screen when I realized that the opening credits are parallels between war and luxury. Yeah. The martini glass that turns into... Oh, it's the other way around. Or, no. Yeah. No, no, yeah. It's the... Because... Well, no, it goes back and forth. Yeah. Because, expl- like, there was a chandelier that fell that turned into an explosion. Right. And then there were missiles that were shooting up into the air that became champagne bubbles yeah and and right away with uh pine working at this luxury hotel you get you get that there's this there's this uh kind of untouchability about and you get it in the first even in the first episode oh yes of roper because he is so wealthy and you know even even uh freddie hamid 
um, where they were saying where she's not Sophie's not going to be safe even in London. They give money to everybody. I mean, well, so yeah, just the family. Yeah, there's just just this privilege that comes with the wealth. Uh, the wealth and 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 that's overshadowing their shadier stuff, which is all this weapons dealing. So yeah, I thought I thought the the credits were very James Bondery, but it wasn't quite so like Bondery? Yeah, they were, it, it was a little bit more intellectual than just ooh boobies. Yeah, there's <laughs> or tentacles. Or te- tentacles. Jesus. Was that Spectre? Yeah, I think that was tentacly. It was Japanese porn, man. It was. It was tentacle porn. So yeah. So okay. All right, I think that's yours. Thank you. Sorry, we had to split a bottle of wine. Yeah, carefully. We had to. Um, it's the good stuff. It's requirement. Too, it's the good stuff. Yeah. Um, also, I want to apologize ahead of time. I have been sick for a week, so if my voice goes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, if I cough at you, I'm sorry, but I've been sick. So if you've been on my social medias, then you you'll know, know she is. I've been sick because I've yeah. been whining about it for a she, week. She whines to the internet when I she's do. sick. I do. Somebody. Well, it's either it whining to you or whining to the internet. I, it's so I do both. Yeah. I was going to say it's <laughs> it's been both, and that's okay if it makes you feel better. It does. Somebody's got to know. There you go. Um, <clears throat> I just have a cold. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. So, um, anything else? Oh, I did say, uh, I, or I did want to say that I was a big fan of Olivia Coleman coming into this. Um, she was in, um, I might blow your mind because I don't know that you remember this. She was the female cop in Hot Fuzz. She was Doris. Which one's Olivia? Uh, Angela Burr. Sir. Sir. <laughs> oh, okay. That. Really? Yeah. And I know her fr- I knew her first from uh she was in um the first episode with the eleventh doctor of Doctor Who. Well, I know nothing. Um and I just really like her as an actress. Okay. Um so I was super psyched to see her she in this. And I just watched Hot Fuzz like well, I had it on. She's the uh, one that keeps night. making innuendos. Yeah. Well she's the only female That's cop. Her? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So she she has a great range. Yeah. She can do yeah. comedy. But clearly she can do drama. Yeah, because they really wanted her in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they wanted her specifically. And she was like, um. Well, I'm she's su- great in this. She's like. I love her. I'm super pregnant. And they're like, that's cool. They're like, that's super cool. Yeah. Because this was originally, um, and, and I'm going off of memory because I couldn't find it. I read this on Tumblr. Um, the character is originally male in the book. Okay. And they even went to the author and said, like, is this cool? And he was like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, and she was, you know, super pregnant. They're like, whatever, we'll write it in. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was super excited to see yeah, Olivia. I what what I have seen mm-hmm. of her character, I really do like her a yeah. lot. Yeah. She's um, she's not a typical female character, which I enjoy. Well, knowing that it was written as a man and that they were able to put a woman in there tells me a lot about the author. Yeah, yeah. Was able to write a part that wasn't... That wasn't blatantly either one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, and the fact that the character is pregnant is simply because the actress just happened to be pregnant. Yeah. And it didn't have to be a big Which thing. Which totally ruins the rest of the movie for me. I'm done. Okay. You're out. I'm out. That's it. Sorry. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Get ready to hear me talk about the Hiddles bump for three hours, kids. Janya's uh. not here to keep me in check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, um, the screen play, the, okay. So we know who wrote the book. Right. John. Right, right, right. Whose last name I'm not even going to try again. Um, the screen... Or the, the... Writing was done by David Farr. Okay. Who I know nothing about. Okay. And the director is uh, Suzanne... Is it Beyer? Beyer, I think, or Beer. I can't it's remember. Not, well, Beer would be B-E-E-R. Well, I don't... She's, she's from Denmark, so I don't know. 
good point. Um, but she did win. She won the she won the uh, the Emmy for for best directing. And going, I'm glad I'm going back and watching it for a second time because I really started noticing some of the shots that she that that she framed. Um, she did some really cool angles, like mm-hmm. when you see when you see uh, Pine in this first episode, um, and it's like it's like the cameras in the lattice work above the desk. Yes. Just stuff like that I thought were really cool shots. And, man, she had to deal with a lot of different locations, um, big set pieces, um, and we haven't even gotten to some of the biggest stuff. Um, so I really, like, I was really proud. And always when we when we get a lady director on something like this, um, I get extra proud because it's not really prevalent in um, in Hollywood. So kudos to her. I think she did an awesome job. And Tom actually got to present her with this. He he Aww. he uh presented this category and she happened to win, so he was able to give her give her the uh statue and at that point I, you probably couldn't hear it because I was probably screeching. Probably. Cuz we watched the Emmys together. Uh David Farr I actually wrote uh Hannah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. I never saw it, but I remember seeing previews. It was for okay. It. Okay. It was okay. Um so that's who he is. He didn't really do much else. Okay. Um but He wanna... could be more print or something that's not tracked in IMDb. That's true. Uh, I want to look Stage at stuff. Suzanne. She's fabulous. Serena. Okay. 2014. I'm looking for something that we would recognize. Mm-hmm. Nope. A lot of stuff, but nothing I recognize. Yeah. She's not really doing stuff in our wheelhouse. But that's okay. I thought she did an awesome job. <coughs> I apologize. I hope we can see more of her. Because I think she's got upcoming. I think she. uh, I think she did nothing. I recognize. I mean, to have to wrangle something this big because they filmed this for. I mean, this was in production for a good a good little while. Tom was tied up for a long time with yeah, and going all over the world. Yeah, he was. So yeah. So um, but what I've seen of it, just the the two episodes I've seen of it, it's I've enjoyed it. I don't know that I would have watched it without you. Yeah. Outside I don't. Of your influence, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have chosen to. Watch I probably this. wouldn't have chosen to watch it if, honestly, if Tom wouldn't have been in it. Mm-hmm. I've been pleasantly surprised, but there's a reason a lot of the entertainment I stick to is in a certain genre. Because mm-hmm. again, I go back to, I don't want to be depressed. I want to be entertained. Right? Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. Yeah. That's but why I, I. What I've seen of it so far, yeah. I have enjoyed. Yeah. So, um, are you ready to get to a recap? Because we do have to do that eventually. Hell yes, okay. I am. So excited. So, um, so you guys are gonna have to listen to me talk. So have fun with that. <coughs> uh, so the show opens uh, with what looks like uh, like YouTube videos. Yeah. Of uh, one Mr. Richard Roper, played by Hugh Laurie, mm-hmm. and he's given this talk about this safe haven project. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really all we get. Yeah. And that how this money needs to go and help people. Yeah. Um, I want to go ahead and say, because it's not, ex- it's not like explained, but he's, he's an English arms dealer. Yeah. And he uses his company's, um, projects as cover. Yeah. Um, it's all a front. Because it's never, it's never actually explicit in the uh in the in the show yeah so i just want to go ahead and establish that's who his character is yeah and that's one thing where i do struggle a little bit with something like this is they're not as explicit sometimes that i as i would like because i'm that kind of person that yeah i can make an inference 
but I could also make a wrong ass inference because we've we've yeah. compared notes on stuff before, and you've been like, "That's totally not how I interpreted it," and yeah. I'm like, "But but what about this?" And so yeah, and I would be like, "Well, what about this?" Yeah, um, but it's in the description of the show. Yeah, that this is you, Laurie, and this is Tom Hiddleston, and this is yeah. who their characters are. So so there. So uh, we see these clips, and he's explaining how he wants uh, you know his his good fortune to uplift his fellow man and blah 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 yeah and it's very choppy it's you it's very YouTube. i thought it was interesting though because the uh the logo behind him looks eerily close to the unicef logo which yeah tom is a, tom UNICEF is a huge unicef supporter ambassador so i just yeah. was like okay yeah. yeah so then we go to uh cairo in january of 2011 arab spring as they say. Yeah. And one Mr. Jonathan Pine is walking through the streets of a, um, there's a protest, kind of a war zone looking thing going on here. And and if you, because um, I actually looked this up to make sure like I wasn't talking out of my ass. Um, this is during Arab Spring, um, as it came to be known, um, when a lot of uh, countries in that region um, were... Uh, going through a lot of political turmoil. And so this, of course, takes place in Egypt. Um, and so this is, uh, we were told it's January of 2011. This is right before Mubarak uh, resigns. Well, yeah, that's actually in this episode. It is, but the t- I have a timeline question um, because he actually doesn't resign until okay. February. Um, but, yeah, so there's a lot of turmoil. And I, I thought that was interesting. Well, we have no idea how long it is between this opening scene and when he and that scene in the kitchen. That's true. It um, could be a month. So I thought it was interesting that because I think I think this piece of media is not super old, but I think they kind of had to retool the location a little bit. Um, it's fiction, honey. Oh, I know, but they fit. Okay. In, they fit in. <laughs> they fit in real events, though, which I thought was cool. Okay, because this really did right. happen. So I thought that was. I thought that was a good backdrop because to I think Pine makes the point, or or it might have been Angela that. Um, yeah, let's get a let's get an area in turmoil that might overthrow some of these corrupt people, and let's put some arms in it to where they can have a chance to you know fight back against the people. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, that's great. Because to Angela, and I think it was Angela, to her point, like they wanted this we'll, to happen. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I know. I'm just excited. We're just in the opening scenes. Okay. I promise we'll get there. I, I did research. That. I know you did, but we just he's just there. He's walking yep. through a protest, and Whitey McWhiterson. Isn't he? And he seems really casual about it. And there's these explosions and gunfire, and he's just like, sup? And so he gets to this, um, like a checkpoint, mm-hmm. I guess it is, and he shows his ID to a guard who lets him pass. And he walks into the Schmancy Hotel, and there's this, I don't know if it's his boss or his coworker or whatever, and he's like, you walk through all of this, you're crazy. He's like, yeah, I've seen worse. So we have to infer that he's ex-military. And we get so, confirmation of that later. Yeah, we get that later. So, <laughs> Meaning he's an idiot with very crappy self-preservation instincts. So uh, the next, we cut to the next scene, and he's now dressed in a suit that I assume he's left in a locker hmm. at the hotel. And he's trying to help, he's desperately trying to help these guests very professionally. Yeah. Because um, they're panicked. They are. I mean, there's a lot of panic going on. And he's on. trying to help them to leave. He's trying to get taxis. And then um, some big explosions happens right outside. He tells a guest to go into the bar. And all the <laughs> drinks are complimentary. complimentary. I loved that. I'm that like, was great. Uh, why can I not get this to happen? Yeah, I know. Um, and so then he calls somebody else. And he's like, 
reporting the disturbance to somebody like 300 feet from my front door. Yeah. Like, this hotel is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I the guess Nefertiti. Like, well, it, it, tells, it tells us without telling us that big important people stay at this hotel. Yes. Without yes. explicitly saying this it. Is, this is a very luxurious. Well, and if you'll notice, like. It's a high profile. Yeah. They have, again, they have. It's like the Ritz. Uh, they it's have not, a but. border around. Like, there there aren't protesters, like, right up against the door. No. Like, they have a so, property. So, yeah, you have, to, you have to infer that this is, like. Um, Schmancy. This is, like, where the president would stay. Yeah. Maybe not the president, but, you know, this is where high profile people would stay. So, um, <clears throat> so then later that evening. Uh, things seem to have calmed down. And in walks um, Freddie Hamid's mistress. Yeah. With her cute little puppy. I know. Uh, her name is Sophie. Yep. And and we're told very explicitly that that is Freddie Hamid's mistress. Well, but we don't know who Freddie Hamid is at this point. We don't. Not we yet. don't. Not yet. Um, and so she's, uh, Pine is like, well, can I, can I help you? And she's like, why don't you two fix me some coffee? So he fixes her coffee. Yeah. And engages him in some conversation. And she's like, no, sit. He's like, no, I have to do things. She's like, no, sit. He's like, okay. This is where the pine no begins. But I thought this was really interesting because if you've ever worked in a service industry, especially in something like, which I've never worked in anything this luxurious, clearly, but like there's, you can just feel like, okay, this isn't my job. I'm not meant to be pouring you coffee. Okay, now I'm sitting and talking to you and I've got shit to do like that. If that's not. The service, service industry, industry in a nutshell. Yes. I don't know what the fuck yes. is. Yes. I have not worked in anything as fancy as this, but I have worked adjacent. Mm-hmm. Like I worked for the same, like I worked in a, a yeah. casual restaurant, which was the back door to a four-star yeah. white tablecloth restaurant. Yeah. So I was aware of the, when some certain somebody was walking in, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you drop everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even so. if it ain't your job. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought this was very, I was like, well, there you go, right there. Yeah. So she convinces him against his will <laughs> to sit down. And I, this is where I'm, I'm, my first thought of Pine, don't do the thing. Yeah. And he sits down. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. So she has a very frank conversation with him about one Mr. Freddie Hamid, mm-hmm. who we find is the son of a very, very powerful local uh, crime family. Right, right. And she's like, well, haven't I seen you over at the Cairo Yacht Club? And he seems kind of embarrassed about this. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, well, you know, you know, I saw you there. What are you doing there? And he's like, well, you know, I've got some friend invites me. Well, who invites you? Oh, the second man, whatever a second man is, at the British Embassy. And she's, so I take it he, this is the guy under the ambassador is what I took it The to second mean. man, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's like, name? I'm like, whoa. I know, damn. We're getting sharp here. Damn, lady. Uh, so that would be Simon Ogilvy. Mm-hmm. Um, who he knows from his army day. So we have confirmation. Yep. That he was in the British army. Yep. So she's like, well, I have some things I would like for you to copy. Oh, well, we have a full service, blah, blah, blah. She's like, nope. I want you to do it in your office. And I'm like, Pine, Pine, no. Pine does the thing. Pine does the thing. Goes into his office, being the night manager. And she asks him to make copies of some paperwork. And he takes the papers from her. And it's uh, some arms deal paperwork. Yeah, they, not even not even in code. No, which chlorine is between, gas, uh, and it's between Freddie Hamid. It's very explicit on the mm-hmm. paperwork. It's from this one Freddie Hamid and uh, Roper, and his Iron Last Corporation. Yes, which we saw the we logo. S- we saw the logo on the YouTube video, right? So he's like trying very hard to stay straight, mm-hmm. and all of this, and he makes the copies and. He's like, he could see his face with his back to her. He's stressing. Well, and I thought it was, 
I thought it was good that he has a military background, so he knows what this shit is. Yeah, he understands what and the words are. And what I thought was interesting is he knows what's illegal and what's not. Because some of this stuff is uh, chemical warfare that's been outlawed. Yeah, So okay. when he sees stuff like, I- I'm assuming chlorine gas, stuff like that, he has that background well, enough there's to... there's the whole UN... Yeah, well, he has the background enough to go, ooh, no, no. Well, they call no. UN sanctions or, yeah, or yeah. whatever. And treaties and all kind yeah, of shit, yeah. so... So, um... So he uh, he gives her back. He turns turns his brown. He's all pleasant again. Yeah. He's like, "Here's your copies," and she's like, "No, I want you. Do you have an envelope?" And mm-hmm. she says, "Take cop. Take this and put it in your safe. If anything should happen to me, which then, he does not like that when she then, mentions um, that. Please." And and he's like, "Are you concerned for your safety?" She's like, "No, but I can see that you are, <laughs> and that's sweet." Wink, wink. So, um. Cut scene. Yeah. And we get the obligatory kitchen scene that you apparently must have in every spy, spy movie yes. ever. Yes. At least they weren't running through it. Yeah, I kind of disappointed, though. Yeah. I needed the ki- running through the kitchen scene. Yeah. There was a celebration, though. So Pine goes to his uh, his kitchen friend, uh, mm-hmm. Youssef, and he's looking to get some information on Hamid. And Youssef's like, yeah, you sure you want to get it? He's like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. And Youssef's like, all right. One thing, one thing I did really like about this is um, at the very beginning when he comes in and he's talking to his coworker, whoever. I'm pretty sure he's speaking French to him. Yeah, he's speaking all kinds. And of different Pine's languages. just responding in English. And then at the beginning of this scene, you see they start in broken Arab. Right. You see that he's he's made Arabic. Yeah, Arabic. You see that he's made an effort to at least learn a little bit of Arabic. Well, and we get the impression that Yusuf is helping to teach him. Yes, and so I I liked that because. As much as some of this is going to come off as white saviory, because our protag is white, and now British, we've got we've got and all this so British, yeah, and we've got to the core, um, and we've got all this, um, you know, all this, I need a core all this sample. political <laughs> intrigue, um, you know, in an in an Arab country. So there is some element of white savior kind of deal going on but i did like that pine is clearly like i'm in this culture i'm like he's he's making an effort he's not looking down on these people no and so i really really like because that's so easy to do and stuff like this yeah is to make because let's face it james bond is kind of a douche douche nozzle yeah he is not kind of yeah i mean he really is he really is so i i thought this was nice this is i love him this endeared pine to me i think more than almost anything so far is that he had this relationship with this i guess dishwasher or cook or somebody in in the kitchen he wasn't even like a sous chef or anything yeah he was a he was a nobody yeah and they greeted each other very warmly so it was it was yes yes i thought that was nice um and the fact that uh appreciated that he was trying to learn and he's like oh you're doing great you know Mm -hmm. so that was great yeah so um but he agrees to help him and um with a warning yeah um but then they're interrupted because apparently they're listening to the news down in the kitchen with everything that's going on i mean i get that um so apparently the president has resigned this is where i was like because i definitely got the the impression that this was right after the um the, the protests and stuff and the, the copying. copying like i think it's this like i feel like it's the same night yeah and so mubarak didn't resign until february hey we could have been from january 1st to february 1st dude yeah could have been because we could have had a time jump before but before the mistress walks in before sophie comes is this in. the tombstone yeah, probably. Okay. I don't think it's that bad, though. Okay. Because you were really I was really upset, upset about that tombstone. Because this one, I was more just like, because you know me in timelines. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. So you're salty. It's okay. It's fine. But anyway, (laughs) the president has resigned, and everybody in the kitchen. I mean, Yousef is like they're. It's this is a big deal. Yeah, and it's been thirty years apparently. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of celebrating. Yeah. So then, um, (coughs) we don't know about the time lapse here. Yeah. But Pine is now sitting in his office, and he's got this handwritten note uh, with this information on Hamid. Well, what bugs me is that Yousef's name is on that piece of paper, and I'm like, that's bad. Yeah. Yousef is a poor, poor spy. Yeah, don't, don't like, actually sign your name to the clandestine documents. Yeah. So, anyway. Please don't. So, Pine calls this number, Mm -hmm. and he finds out that uh, one Hamid is with Roper. And he straight up lies. So, it makes me wonder what he did. What did Pine do in the army? I mean, don't, because, spoilers. Yeah. But, like, what, this makes me wonder, what did Pine do? He was not just an army thug. Well, but also... He wasn't just a, a, a mindless his, soldier. His role at the hotel is constantly talking to people and trying to get what you want out of them. Manipulation. So, like... Like, not necessarily bad. Yeah, but, but just, like, because the guests don't care. They're yeah. rich. Mm-hmm, they're powerful. Mm-hmm. They want you to get their shit done. Yeah. Well, so, well, there's another... I want to... Well, I want to revisit this. Okay. Okay. Because I think that's an important theme to this show. Yeah. Is him being able to do that. But I thought... God, effortlessly. Well, oh, yeah. So we'll get, and so we're, we're, this is, yes. I missed no, no. him, you know. We'll get to that. There's a scene that I, that I was like, oh, this is going to be an ongoing theme in the film. Yeah. And we'll get to that because, like, I'm, I'm the unsullied here. Right, right. So anyway, uh, so he's sitting there and he talks, founds out that um, Jimenez with Roper through all these, oh, well, where is he? Do you know where he's going? And blah, blah, blah. And he pulls out these, the copied papers and he starts to read them. Mm-hmm. And he looks up some videos on Roper, which... Happens to be the same ones we saw at the beginning, the opening, right of the of the show, right. So he uh, goes ahead and he takes the documents to his friend, even though nothing has happened to one Miss Sophie. Yeah, because he knows this justice arms boner. deal has gone down, and this is where his justice boner comes. And in. then we meet. Um, Ogilvy. It's the dude. It's, it's, it's Russell Ogilvy, Toby. But yeah, it's the dude from uh, Hound of the Baskervilles. Yeah, yeah. It's the ears. Who's a precious? You cannot pumpkin. miss those ears. No, he I is cannot, a. He is a precious. I think it's Russell Toby. You're right. You're yeah. Right. So he takes it to his friend Ogilvy, and he's like, "Here, here's this." And Ogilvy looks at it, and he's like, "Damn, son." Yeah. And Pine wants nothing. He's like, "You came Anonymous. by post. I want nothing to do with this." Yeah. So he's like, "Okay, fine." So it came by post and go on. So uh, we cut another cutscene, and Ogilvy apparently sends it off to London to the desk of one Angela Burr, who I love. Who my first thought is, so is she related to uh, Aaron Burr? Yes, and I, I found a Sir. way to I found a way to connect that. Oh, yeah? So, you know how Burr's whole thing was wait for it? Wait for, for, for it. a while until he didn't. Um, Which was his one mistake. Right. Um, so, Angela has taken that to the next level. She will not wait oh, for shit. No. Because she's very impatient. I see. I see. Yeah. So, she's with the International Enforcement Agency. Mm-hmm. And she's made many previous attempts to try and bring Roper down. And they're in a very cold, you can tell that she gets no funding because yeah. they're like bundled up. There's no heat. And so she turns to her minion dude. It's like, I want all these files. Because she sees the and value in the information she's been given. She does. And well, the person who sent it to her knew that she would. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she wants all these, she asks for all these different files. And he's like, well, this is going to raise some flags. She says, make it look like somebody's stupid. Yeah. So I thought this was interesting because, um, and not in every James Bond, because there's going to be a lot of James Bond comparisons, because that's my big espionage spy background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
more so Spectre, you get it, but you don't always get it, is that there is a delicate balance in all the agencies in the UK. And I thought this was interesting because she specifically wants to hide it even from her own government that she's going after this guy. Well, it gives you some insight into who her character is early yeah. on. Yeah. Which I, I liked. And she's immediately like problem well, solving. So one of the things that I really do enjoy about this this whole show is that you learn a lot of things about these. They show they don't tell. Yeah. But they show well. Well. Um, so I, I did like that. Like, you knew Roper was an arms dealer without them saying, oh, Roper, the arms dealer. Yeah. So They can be a little bit more subtle with it, but you are hopefully still getting the gist. Yeah. Which it, they did pretty well with it. So we go back to the hotel, and Sophie calls down to the front desk. So, again, there's got to be some time lapse here. I would think so. I don't think this is all on the same day. Yeah. Because the post has happened. That's true. Um, so Sophie asks Pine to bring her a scotch and soda. And he's like, well, I can call room service. She's like, nope. He's like, okay. I'm like, pine, don't. She has no chill either. Like, she's thirsty. She's, she's thirsty for the pine. She's <laughs> well, so are you. I know. Um, so she's pretty, I mean, she knows what she wants. Yeah. And she knows how to get it. And, he's and like, she's used to getting what she wants. And he's like, okay, fine. So uh, he arrives. And she's like, she she is no nonsense, the Sophie. She's like, okay, so who'd you show the papers to? He's like, uh, the. She's like, and okay, she's like, look. I don't blame you. Yeah, and um, so she's in the shadows and whatnot. But then you, she shows her face, and she's been she's been beat. We yeah. assume by Hamid, yeah, or one of his lackeys. Who knows? Because the deal was called off by Roper. Yeah, and who knew somebody was looking. Yeah. So, and they all assume that Sophie was the leak, even though technically she was, but technically she wasn't. Which I'm like, okay, she did it for her own safekeeping. But Freddie's a dumb shit too. We'll because see, yeah, we'll get to that. He should not have let his mistress why have access to that paper. She, why did she have access to that shit Thank in the first place? Enough to get copies of it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. Well, well, there's the thing later where I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of dumb people in this show. There is. So, um so anyway, uh Pine moves her to another room. Mhm. Uh, and the puppies with the concierge. I made a lot of notes on the dog for you. I know, because... The dog is fine. Immediately when I saw that dog, I was like, don't hurt me like this. So, yeah, when I did my recap, I made sure that I kept track of the Thank dog you. for you. So the you. dog is with the concierge. And I love that the show... Can I be that concierge that gets to play with rich people's yes. dogs? Yes. That would be awesome. Yes. And you could probably flirt with Pine while you're there. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near the area. No, because it'd be unintelligible, like, screeches. Yeah. So, uh, I need, like... You know, um, earplugs. So, um, so he moves her to another room before uh, Freddie can come back looking for her again. So I don't, I don't know if it's like the same night because Freddie comes to the front desk saying, "Oh, I have a room, a friend in this room." Yeah, the city names the suite, and she's not answering. Could you call her? Yeah. So he calls up to the room and there's no answer, and he's like, "Give me the key. Do you know who I am?" I'm like, yes, sir. I know. Give me the key, and I'm like, okay, fine. And Pine doesn't actually give him the key, but he does go and get the key and escort him to the suite. Well, as a night good night manager, of course, you know, of course. Do. So um, he goes, but he's faking ignorance. He lies pretty fucking effortlessly. But that's what he does. That's true. That's his job. And he's constantly got that front on. Yes. for how to. So he opens up the know. room and she's not there, and he starts. Uh, Freddie starts making calls in Arabic, and he turns to Pine's. Do you speak Arabic? 
He says it in Arabic. Freddie is dumb. Well, you can see how young he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make a point. And I think, Sophie's pretty mature for him. And I think they made a me. point of saying he's the youngest son of this family. Yes, they do. So you get the distinct impression, this the fuck up of the family. Yeah. Yeah. He seems pretty young for Sophie, too. Yeah. For him to take such good care of this Sophie yeah. person. Do you yeah. have her put up in this hotel and shit? This is proof of you're only as strong as your weakest link. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Freddie the weakest. So, um, but then Freddie talks to, uh, we assume Roper. Mm-hmm. Or and, one um, of his lackeys. And, and he's like, I think there's subtitles and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so he tells Pine uh, to call me at this number the second she comes back. Because I think he leaves. promises to make it right or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, he still the, wants the deal to go through. Mm-hmm. So he's desperately trying but to fix things. it sounds like Roper's demanding that Sophie, something happened to Close Sophie. the loop. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um... We see it's got to be like the next morning or something because yeah. Sophie's going to move her to a house that a friend of his has left for a couple of weeks and uh, some friend of his and Yusef is driving him there. Apparently the kitchen help has the car. So one thing we can gather really quickly about Pine is that he is when he sees something is wrong. Right. He's going to try okay. to fix it. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. If you were in this situation okay what would you do if you saw this poor woman who is just trying to survive yeah and hands you this information and you know that because you leaked this information her life is in danger because you're right there's got to be a fair amount of guilt involved yeah yeah i mean if i put somebody else's life in this much danger because of something i did even for the greater good the greater good greater good then sure, you're going to want to continue to save her life. I mean, it's your fault. But also, that's what led him to the whole right-wrong thing. It's what led him to leak it, or to to send it to his friend in the first place. Ogilvy, yeah. I mean... So again, Pine, no. Pine, no. Pine, no. He should have just left it in his safe. But I mean, at the same time, if you're handed a stack of papers of an arms deal... Yeah. And you have a friend at the embassy... Well, he doesn't have a sense of self-preservation. That much has been made yeah. abundantly that. clear to, that. to the There's audience. That. There's that. So. so he flees. And, of course, Sophie, come with come me. Come with me. And he's like, no. And she's like, yes. And he's that, like, okay. Okay, that was that was his, Pine? I, I no. think his big mistake because... And also, he should have let her go without him. And also, keep her there for weeks. Nobody knows of the connection at that point. Keep her at that random-ass house... Until some of this shit dies down. Yeah, time. Because eventually Roper would have said, no, okay, fuck it. You can't fix this. Deal is done. Hamid would have been upset, but maybe he wouldn't have been actively trying right. to and find Sophie her. And Sophie would still be alive. Yeah. Like, and the arms still, the, see, the arms still never happened. Calm y'all's tits. Yeah. Let it go for yeah. a little bit. I think that was their big mistake is they tried anyway. to move too quickly. So while he's there at the uh, this little cottage or whatever with her, and Yusuf drops him off and leaves. Don't tell anybody we're here. And then Yusuf's gone forever, which yeah. is fine. Um, yeah. So once he's once they're there, Sophie tries to seduce him. <laughs> she succeeds too. And I'm like, Pine, no. Pine, Pine yes. yes. So this is this is the scene where I feel like this is the key to the story of Pine. Yeah. She talks about his many selves. Yeah. The different. 
aspects of his personality that like here you're here you're one person and there you're another person and oh well here's you know the changing the of other, the guard the is what she calls it yeah and that becomes pine's entire story mm-hmm. like i've only seen two episodes and yet i already see the changing of the guard is what gets him through everyday life and you, you know see it with the night manager persona as much as i I'm going to make fun of his self-preservation, his lack of self-preservation. <laughs> Actually, this feeds into that. He is whatever anybody needs him to be at any given time. At that moment, yeah. And it's kind of sad because... I mean, she explains his entire plot right there. He's not himself at all. He's just all and these who, varied... And who is... Who is Jonathan, Jonathan Pine. Pine. Yeah, really. Which I keep wanting to call him Christopher Pine, but that's a totally different person. <laughs> You're putting shit together now. I'm trying to. But yeah... Yeah, and she recognizes it. So that's the thing. Like, may they call her a, har- a tart? They call her a whore. Um, she's a step above an actual like prostitute. But she's a mistress. She's a mistress. But women, because a lot of women throughout history, throughout the globe, have had to resort to stuff like this to Let's survive. Say a lot of famous women, yeah, have had to resort to shit like this to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or known, and they become. Very astute judges of character and intention. They have to. They have to be because, especially with somebody like Freddie Hamid, I'm sure she has to read his mood because he's clearly a violent man. Clearly. So I didn't think this was a big leap for him to just be like, for her to just be like, oh, this is you. Well, absolutely not. She's a very astute woman. Absolutely not. But, But still, at the same time, this is... She's explaining to the audience who Pine is Yeah, in that one conversation so i thought it was a good it was a good use of again don't tell yeah it was a good use of and it was well although she's telling it was done very well it wasn't it wasn't awkward right because a lot of a lot of times you know they'll they'll give exposition to somebody and you're just like okay this is what this serves but it felt right for her character to do that so again this goes back to this goes back to a very good script very good direction yes and good acting because i really like this actress yes um, so we go to uh, Burr, mm-hmm. who meets with a gentleman named Rex, mm-hmm. um, and she thinks that he sent her the papers. Yeah. And they're having a conversation about it, and Rex implies that the government wants to stay in the shadows and kind of manipulate things, and I get where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, but Burr just wants to take... She's... Single-minded. She's single-minded. She's short-sighted. She wants to take down Burr. And I think now, he says something like, uh, he, he, he speaks to how aggressive she is. And yeah. I get the distinct impression this had this has colored her career. Well, I mean, she's well, she's in a unheated office in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah. yeah. Um, she doesn't play she the game seems, very well. Well, yeah, but he's trying to say, you know, the government wants to go with the long term and be able to influence events down the road where she just wants to take Roper down. Yeah. This is her one objective. And yeah. we learn that in this scene. And Rex is telling her of there's this meeting that's coming down. You know, and then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to a meeting at my men's club. And Burr's like, that's bullshit. I love her so much. I hear the so food is much. crappy. I love she calls her him on so it, much. And I loved it. I like how aggressive she is because it's so against a lot of the but female characters we're given. She's originally written as a man, though. Yep. Yeah. And the fact that she can own this part mm-hmm. was great. I think Olivia's awesome. Oh, I love her character. So we go the next morning and we're back at the cottage and there's Pine and Sophie. 
Having the sex. Having the sexes. Mm-hmm. And they talk about Roper, who she calls the worst man in the world. Yeah. And he asks, he's like poking the bear here, yeah. wanting to know more information. So uh, in the middle of all this, Yusef texts Pine that uh, Hamid is looking for Sophie. Yep. And he's like, no, we need to get you out of the country. It's going to be the best thing for you. Blah, blah, blah. He makes vows. Ugh. Which, as we all know. If you've listened to any of our podcasts, you know vowing is always a mistake. So he's going to get her out of out of the country. So he Pine goes back to Ogilvy. And he's like, look, bitch. <laughs> we did this to her. We need to, uh, we need to save her. And this was so, like... This is where, because you think, you think immediately, like, I, I was sympathetic toward Ogilvy. I was like, he's a good guy. He wants to get this information out. He's got great ears. But, yeah, great ears. But immediately he keeps, he's like, wait a minute, you want the, you want the whore? And immediately I'm like, oh, okay, that's who you are. Okay, now wait. You know how I am. You know I have to look at everything from everybody's point you of do. view. You do. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Of course here. you are. Again, like Rex... Ogilvy is looking at the big picture, yeah. the long term. Pine wants to save one woman. Yeah. Ogilvy wants to save a population. Aren't Pine and Burr well suited for each other? Hmm. Right? So Ogilvy's yeah. like, no, no, no. There's yeah. a bigger picture here. There's an yeah. entire community that we need well, to save. Well, and he even makes the point of, okay, so we got her to London. That ain't going to help. Yeah, once she's there, everybody's going to be looking for her. Yeah. Roper is at the top of the list of all these charity tables. And, and the Hamids, not, too. Like She's not going to be. They put all this. Yeah, they're like the top donator for charities mm-hmm. and government stuff. And yeah. She's not going to be safe there, either. There's no way she's going to be safe, either from the businessman Roper right. or from Hamid. Right. There's no way. And Pine's like, well, shit. Yeah. And I, and I thought it was interesting, too, that Ogilvy made a point of saying... If she runs, she's guaranteed to look guilty. Yeah, her best bet is to convince him that she knows nothing. Right, which I think it's already too late because she's already not been at the hotel when he's come for her twice It's already now. too late, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Pine calls Sophie, mm. and she's like, and there it is, the changing of the guards. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, he's not giving up, but she's like, fuck you, bitch, hangs up she's already given up at that point yeah she has and um so she comes back Ooh. to the hotel and asks asks for her dog man she got key. she got some balls on her i love that the dog didn't get forgotten me too and she, yeah she does she's she knows she's walking into her she, death that is so brave she knows and and the fact she's like that my life is over he's at his post and he can't he can't see it. He can't. He no. can't say anything. He can't he go can't against. He can't see past his penis, man. Well, that's this is as far as he can but see when right he's, here. He's there, and well, his, maybe here. Well, yeah. No, it's yeah. Here, yeah. Have you seen the Hiddles condom? <laughs> it makes itself known. <laughs> I was waiting. Fabric for or it. no? That's why. Yes, I was waiting for it. Okay. So no, but I thought it was interesting because she clearly starts treating him like he's just the night manager, and he can't. He can't be like, Sophie, God, no, you're going to die because he's he's got his night manager. He has changed on. the guard. Yep. So she goes up to her room. So then that we cut dumb. scene back to uh, Angela Burr. Yeah. And she's trying in her cold, dark office to get something, anything. Yeah. On this Roper guy. So she gets this call or her minion, dude. I uh, guess this call that this this big meeting they were talking about gets canceled. Yeah. And so she blames Roper. 
And she wants to get Ogilvy because she's like, now she asks whose name was on the envelope. Yeah. She wants to get Ogilvy on the phone. And she knows him. She does. Well, everybody knows everybody in this movie, don't he you was, know? She's he was her leg in man in Kiev or something. In 2004. Yeah, yeah. With the, it's the ears. It's the ears. You can't forget you those can't. ears. You can't. The hound. <laughs> it was a hound. Was a a hound. gigantic hound. Sorry. Wine. <laughs> um, I blame the wine. Yeah. So, uh, so Pine receives a desperate phone call from Burr mm-hmm. and says she, he's got to get her out of there now. She is desperately trying she don't to save fuck this. around. And here's her number, which is 444-700-7070. I'm like, that's... Well, and I thought it was interesting because she clearly, again, we got that... We didn't have to see the conversation between her and Ogilvy to know that he spilled the beans about Pine. Because she knows his name. And, and number. She, and she even says, is this the night manager? Yeah. So she knows... Yes. Yes. And um, he's like, who is this? And she's, my name is Angela Burr. I'm a friend. There's my number. Yeah. You need to hurry. So he, he runs up to, I mean, this could even be days later after Sophie comes back. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. The, the time, timeline the time is, can be very ambiguous. Yeah, it really is. But we don't have any time markers like holidays or yeah, anything anybody like that. saying today is this date. And we don't get any day night yeah. stuff, which is weird. So he goes up to the room and she's, of course, she's already dead. Mm. And he boo-hoos. the dog was alive, but the though. puppy is oh. Now my notes right here say, but the puppy is okay. Yeah, he's or the, the puppy. The is baby's okay. got blood on it, but it's okay. Yes. I was worried about that. I'm surprised the dog wasn't being more aggressive. Yeah, that it was. It was as passive as it was. Yeah, maybe it was traumatized. So the dog. So so she's dead, and yeah. we get uh, Burr boohooing, and we get this it's pine, really, not Burr. Oh, sorry, you're right, Pine. <laughs> um, Pine's boohooing, and I'm like Tom. This is his gratuitous Emmy shot. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. So we get this real brief scene of Burr standing at what I assume is the Thames River. Yeah. Um, looking really sad. Yeah. For like two seconds. But she's looking at River House, which we've heard reference to. But they this is where they tell us River House is MI6. Okay. MI6 is James Bond. So I thought okay, this was very... spy novel. Well, I thought this was very interesting because... For me, again, James Bond is my big British espionage base. Okay. Am I six good guy? We're told very explicitly, and That's I list the building from James Bond. It is, yes, yeah, it yeah. is the building. The one that okay, gets blown yeah, up. yeah, 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 yeah. The one they blow up with Judy Dench inside, and it made me cry. Well, she's not inside, but she made me cry. Um, so one thing that I thought M. was very interesting, and especially on the rewatch, I really caught more of it now that I kind of I've only knew s- the players well, a little better. I've seen this episode twice, so. Um, we get the distinct impression River House is the one that's preventing... Is it like Rittenhouse? No. Okay. Uh, they're preventing uh, a lot of this inquiry into Roper. And yeah, they're blocking her at every turn. That's MI6. And for me, I was like, no, they're good. They're the good guys. And you get here that it's... They're the corrupt ones. And, and the scene lasts like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So I was like, oh, okay. So... So we go to, uh, we go, I mean, because apparently she's, apparently she got the news really fast. Yeah. That Sophie was already dead. And so we go to uh, Pine. He's talking, the police are there. Yeah. Because they, it's what you do when you find a dead body. Right, right. By the way, that's. Is that what you do when you find a dead body? you do when you find a dead body. Good note to self. Sitting in the corner crying is not really. Whatever. So um, he's demanding. He's like, "This is Hamid. This is Hamid." He's already moved he on to the this. anger stage. Yeah, 
And the officer's like, nope, it was a burglary. Nope, nope, nope. And he's like, go oh, on, you know who they are. You know who, you know. And the burger and, and the cop's like, nope. Maybe you know more than you're letting on. Maybe you did this. Like, you pursue this shit, we gonna blame We're you. We gonna put it on you. Yeah. So, apparently Hamid owns the police, or his family. Which, shocker. I know, right? <sighs> so, we jump ahead. Four years. I did just watch Wayne's World yesterday, so. <laughs> All this is very So, time fresh. jump. Four, four yeah. years, four years later. And now we're snow. Lots of snow. So, uh, Pine is now the night manager at a hotel in Switzerland. It felt like they showed us snippets of him getting ready for work. It felt so sad and lonely. It was supposed to. I know. Because he's, he's so isolated. Because he's kind of sad. Yeah. And, and lonely. lonely. And he's so isolated. So, he's uh, he's at this hotel in Switzerland in the fur line and hair so-and-so. And I'm like... It's super schmancy. It is. So, yeah. um, that's what he does, though. Yeah, he's so super this, So there's this last minute booking that his boss is trying to take care of, and he sent a, a helicopter for him. And this package arrived for them, and it's one Mr. Roper and his entourage. Da, da, da. And Pine's like, wait, wait, what? He hears the Kill Bill sirens. <laughs> oh, there's, oh, that's yeah. psycho. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so Roper arrives. With his entourage, which super, includes in super his, douche mode, his his girlfriend and this um this guy uh, Cochran. Corky. So so okay, I've only seen, and I know I keep saying this, I've only seen two episodes. Right? Is Cochran gay? Yes. Because like he and I noticed it much more the second go around. The limp wrist, the him hitting on a woman. Well, that would be that's unlikely. Bloody unlikely. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. dude's gay, right? And Roper's a dick about it well he's a dick about everything yeah yeah so that's bloody unlikely yeah um but yeah. did you recognize corky i did but i couldn't remember from where pirates he's lord cutler beckett it's just good business from uh two and three he's the east india is he the guy that she was supposed to marry no or the no he's that was the commandant um he's the one that makes the deal with uh davy jones Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. He's um Parson. Yeah, 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 Parson yeah. <gasps> That's him. That's him. Uh, He's another Tom. This is Tom Hollander. Yeah, I knew I knew his name. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so like, yeah, so I'm typing up the recap and I'm like, he's gay, isn't he? Yeah. Um, which just makes everything but again, five they don't, times better. They don't flat out say no corky's gay no but it makes things it's an interesting perspective and immediately like because ropers can be very charming when he wants to be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's in dickwad mode yeah he is and you see him even being shitty to his own people so immediately i was like i don't like him in in dick mode he can yeah but then again and then you know dick mode dick mode so um so are we gonna do this again yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Pine does the whole changing of the guard. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how else to, he changes the mask. Yeah. So there's this. Completely so he goes, affable. He shows them to their room mm-hmm. and his uh, uh, Roper's girlfriend, Jed, played by Elizabeth Debicki. Debicki. Who's fabulous. Do you know who she is? No. She's the bad lady in Man from Uncle. 
is she? I know it's hard when you chisel off all that bad 60s clothing and yeah, the hair. Yeah, yeah, That's her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. But apparently Roper went to New York for a painting and came back with her. Yeah. <coughs> Except it was a horse. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking my own spit. Hold on. But one thing that one thing that really struck me about this whole mm. sequence was how uncomfortable it made me. And it was it meant was supposed to, to because yeah. this is how <coughs> Roper deals with people. He very conspicuously tries to make Pine He's uncomfortable. charming and insulting at the same time. Yeah, and like like Pine, he wants her, him to bring her more uh, champagne when she's fucking bathing, like, with people in the room. Well, it's not like she's stripped down in front of him. And he notices Pine looking at her. And but she has to know that Roper likes that. I guess. Otherwise, if she knew that her... Yeah, that this would... Big arms dealer boyfriend didn't like her exhibitionism, then she would close the damn door. Exactly. So this was, and and it was meant to. It was meant. It made me feel super squeaky and uncomfortable. It was supposed to, yeah. And and it did, especially knowing everything that Pine knows. Right. So there's a lot, so much happening in this scene. Oh my god, so So much. much People are making like multiple phone calls and and different languages, Mm -hmm. and they're setting up meetings and um and Pine's listening to all of it. He is, and um so somebody's uh, wife comes in is oh the skier champ and and it's all very distracting. Yeah, and that's like that's Petrie from uh, Sherlock, Right. right? And um. She's got to know what the fuck she's into. Here. You I mean, think this so? Is just so weird. So, um, and they're also asking about the package, which Pine's like, "Oh, oh, pack, I don't know pack, anything about." No you're like, um, "Bitch, I saw you with it." And Roper's like, "Well, we need that." And they're talking about their burner phones. Yeah, that they should be they should be trashing these burner phones. I guess because they're in a new country now. Like so, they're not um, really hiding a lot of this shit. They're really not. They're really putting a lot of faith into the fact that they're. Um, they're essentially bribing this hotel. Well, and a lot of it goes back to the idea of you're a servant and therefore you're inconsequential. You can yeah. know some stuff, but you're just, you're so like, but, I don't have to guard my words around you. But at the same time, I feel like they've bribed this hotel because her, what's his name? Um, has, I mean, this guy's been coming here for the day manager. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't remember you being here the last time we were here three years ago. And he has to explain where he was and previous hotels he's been at. Yeah. So you can see he's jumped since he, he left Cairo and he's, he says he did not bring up Cairo though. Did he? No, he did not. He, he stopped. That short. was conspicuously absent. I don't think it was that conspicuous. Yeah. So, but we see, um, Roper takes one of the bottles of champagne that's flowing, which I'm thinking like Cristal shit. Yeah. Because I've seen one. Because they classy. Was, no, it was four. Did I make you watch Four Rooms? Yes. Yes, you yes. did. So I'm thinking like <clears throat> four. That was, um. oh God, what's his name? Quentin Tarantino? Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Four Rooms. Anyway, Cristal. Man, Cristal. That's the shit. So he takes like the, the Sims cards. Yeah. From the burner phones and drops them into this empty bottle of champagne. And I'm like, you are a douche nozzle because you need to be cutting that shit up. So dumb. You need. Okay. You know what you should do with that shit? Burn it. Fireplace. Yeah. Because they are everywhere. Yeah. Everything Talk is a fireplace. Talk about arrogance. Well, and that's the thing. There is a lot of arrogance and there is a lot of that privilege bred from 
I get whatever the fuck I want because I have money. I have privilege. And nobody's going to take me down. Nobody Nobody can touch me. Nobody would try. Nobody can touch me. Yeah. (coughs) Trump. (coughs) (laughs) So Pine leaves the scenario to go puke. Yeah. Can't say I blame him. Oh, my poor baby. So he goes back to the front desks and asks um, the woman up there, he wants some files. He says, hey, let me see these files. So he flips through them. He's like, hey, can you make me some copies of these for some marketing thing or whatever? He lo- Again, he, it's just, it looks effortless. It just flows right off and of I'm him, doesn't it? I'm glad we got the scene of him being sick. Because you the see real that it, him. You see that it does affect him. He's just yes. able to hide it really well. Yes. But it does affect, like, he's not dead inside. Like me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she goes. You're not. And she's like, yes, I am. You say you are. Don't open dead inside. You big baby. Don't open dead inside. You cry. I cried this morning. Do you know when I cried? When? When he went up to the stage. Oh. That's when I cried in that movie. Oh. See our The Holiday. Yes. Um, podcast. Anyway, actually, um, while we're while we're there, while we're there, um, I did want to remind people. I know this is uh, new for um, this is a new mini series for us, but we do enjoy feedback. Yeah, we do. Um, you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail dot com, or get us on Twitter at randomtcasts, or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com dot com, or Facebook at facebook dot com slash randomtpodcasts. And if you don't want to remember. Any of that, you can just go to our website, randomtpodcasts.com. Go to the bottom and there's links to all that shit. That's our social media. Yeah. Um, and our email address and all that stuff is on there. You can also comment directly. On a post. On the post on the website. You're pipping that pretty hard. Do you want people to comment on the post? I'm, it's available to It them. is. It is an option And not everybody uses the social medias. True, true. Like, I have dragged you kicking and screaming. Yeah. Onto the social. Because I was like, no, I know Tumblr and that's all I want to know. And wait, you know know where else we are? Where? Instagram. We are on the Instagrams. We are. We are on the Instagrams. Random podcast. I'm going to get you using Snapchat if it kills me. Oh my God. I still don't really. Like, every time anybody sends me anything, I have to fumble for like 15 seconds to be like, where do I click? We're going to have a moment on Snapchat. Oh my God. Tonight. She's going to make me. Tonight. Save so, me. um, <laughs> what else can they find on our awesome website that you built? Um, they can find our other podcasts. <laughs> like, uh, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham are both on hiatus, so it's a good time to catch up. It is. Or, uh, there's Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah. If you really, you know. In- it's on the Netflix, so. And you may be here because you enjoy the Marvel and because Tom is part of the Marvel. He is the Marvel of yeah. the Marvel. Yeah, he is. Um, so we also have the Marvel Cinematic Universe movie feed. Um, we also have, uh, as Jeanne just mentioned, we have random movies where we just did the holiday for, for the... Yeah, that's what I was talking for about. The holidays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Good one. Good one. And eventually, at some point, we're going to have American Gods whenever the fuck they decide to premiere. Man, I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look just in case. Uh, they haven't announced I'm gonna the look last anyway. time I checked, I'm gonna but look. it's been days. I'm going to so look. You never know. Um, so yeah, you can check out all that on our website. Um, we make all our episodes of everything available to you all the time. Um, so you can listen directly from the website or you can get us on YouTube or YouTube. Jesus Christ. No, you cannot get us on YouTube. I'm honestly just making shit up. No, you can get us on iTunes. There you go. Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Google Play, bunch of places. Um, so yeah, there's that. And one other thing that you can find on our website is our sponsor. And would you mean unofficial natural fandom fragrances? I would. Uh, basically, uh, to sum up something with like a handful of words, is smell like your favorite character. 
Han Solo. Han Solo. I carry, I, I literally carry the Han Solo roll on in my purse with me, purse bag, whatever you want to, it's so good. It's not even, it's so big, it's a bag. It smells like space oil. And I love it. It does, but they are, they are, um, all natural, uh, essential oils. They're blended together to not only smell like said characters, so they actually do smell like the characters. Um, Han Solo. I know, because we tested, uh, Loki and Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier, respectively. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we did. I gave the seal of approval for Loki. You, you, you see the t-shirt yeah. I am wearing. And, uh, I will wear this forever. So not only do they smell like your favorite character, but they have uh, an aromatherapy benefit. Yeah, the Winter Soldier um, has a, a memory and Loki is stuff. for self-pity. That's so sweet. So, yeah, and, and again, like, these are for nerds by nerds, so you'll get stuff like that. When I saw that Loki was for self-pity, I cackled because, hello. Well, memory. Uh, yeah. Winter Soldier memory. So so they're even, you know, spot on with, with the with the uh, yeah. benefit and yeah. the character. And so. remember, they, these are not perfumes. Yes. They're it's, essential oils. It's essential oils, oil, yeah. so... It, there's a difference there. They're they're not. I wouldn't say good for your skin, but they're not bad for your skin. So if you have skin sensitivities, yeah, you know, I, be aware. Well, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sensitive to detergents and Are stuff. Are you sensitive? I am, and I've had no issue with any of it. And I've got like twenty fifty bottles. I'm not sensitive at all. No, you're not. Not. Again, that goes back to the dead inside. dead inside. Yeah, that's true. Which that's is true. Bullshit. So um, check them out. There's a link on our on our in our show notes on our front page of our website take you straight to their etsy shop um if you use our code random t podcast no s you get ten percent uh, off five dollars or more and like one bottle yeah you know or like five dollars so i mean that's all you need they have uh, roll-ons they have sprays they have bundles which i've carried a roll-on in my purse for what six months or in longer? the heat of summer too in the heat of summer in in the south in the south yeah and no leaks yeah so it's it's reliable and it's in the amber colors, mm-hmm. which is good for the essential oils yeah, to help protect it, it help them. Protect them, yeah, exactly. They, they like they're serious about this. They are, and their packaging is well done. And you oh my get God. you get um, freebies. You do. I got like candy and some tea. Y- yeah, that's uh, mm, it was great fun. So um, check them out. We love them. We know you will too. But um, if you would like to also help support Ramtee Podcast, you can go to our Amazon affiliate link. Yeah, buy shit, and we. Jeff Bezos pays us money. As long as your ad block is off. There's that. You can see, you just click on the link and it takes you straight through. You are not drinking straight from the bottle. There was a little bit left. <laughs> I'm not a waster. That's the good stuff too. It is. Don't waste the good it stuff. Is. The, I broke out the good wine. I know. Tonight. I know. Because we're super classy yeah, with the are. night manager. Yeah. I'll make martinis for our next episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll hold you to that. So, um, anyway, you can, you know, you can order, you just go click the link, you go through to your Amazon site, you order like you normally would, it costs you nothing more, but it puts some pennies in our pocket. Yeah, because, um, uh, hosting and storage ain't free. Yeah, we have our hosting set up so that all of our podcasts are available to you at all times. Yep. So, and that's not free. Yeah. So, you know, if you'd like to help keep us around, um, we'd appreciate the help, but there's also a donate link on our website. You can just throw money at us. Uh, we're yeah, fine with that. I mean, we're not like going to say no to that. Oh, how do you say no to that? You don't. You do not. You do not. Hamilton reference number one. <laughs> so, you're welcome, Gina. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, there's that, and we appreciate you know any you know because we have to. There's also you know backup storage and equipment. Yeah. And lunch. Yeah. And bottles of wine. And buying movies. 
when, renting movie when <laughs> renting just... is cheaper or when it's slightly more it was a dollar and a penny more i to... own the holiday now and john you bought it for me <laughs> merry christmas so yeah so there's that so anyway we appreciate all of your support Absolutely. you know if you like what you're listening to and you know seriously send us feedback if there's a movie you want to hear us podcast about we if have we a get list. enough yeah if we get enough like john wick we've gotten so much support i think we're john gonna have wick, to there's no getting away from it we knew we were going to do the sequel but i think we're gonna have to do the first yeah one. i think so we're gonna have to do it before it comes out yeah so which i if any person sits still in my house long enough they end up watching it they will watch john that Wick. Is, that is a true ass statement you think you think she's joking no if but you no, are but in that's my true. house and you have not seen john wick she will turn it on and be like we're watching this bitch you will watch john wick yeah so just saying that's how johnny rolls that's the man i'm i'm such a guy on the inside <laughs> i am none of this is gender Action, there's okay inside of me is an action car chase gun toting actually yeah car chases are like Janya's foreplay they really are like i'm not gonna lie they really are she loves that shit so um okay but we we were gonna get back to the so recap anyway <laughs> yeah so he he pukes he goes back to the front desk he asks for you know for her to make copies of the right. the files because marketing da 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 so he because um, making copies won't get you killed or anything absolutely not so what he does is he opens up the uh, the package that was delivered, and it's a bunch. It's the SIM cards, and yeah. he starts copying down the numbers. Yeah, that was in in that package. So um, he randomly runs into her name is Jed. Yeah, in Jed. the lobby. Yeah, and she's like, "So is the pool open? So is she swimming naked?" I think she does everything naked, <laughs> pretty much. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. So um, while she he gets her towels and whatnot, like I'm like, good. "You just had a bath. Why would you?" I don't. Whatever. Whatever. She's bored and they're up there talking business and they probably yeah. kicked her out. Prob- that's true. That's true. So um, he gets her some towels and stuff. But he goes, he's like, he tells one of the, the, the minions to like take something up to the room and make sure you empty the trash right away because he doesn't like a messy room. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wink, wink. Yeah. So Pine is going through the trash and he finds the discarded SIM cards. Again, burn them. Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. Burn them. So, Roper, Roper's got a lot of a lot of uh, pride, though, and a lot of yeah. He thinks he's invincible. Clearly, he's very very um, conceited, arrogant. Not, not even yeah. arrogant. No, not even arrogant. Yeah, because arrogance warrants it. Yeah, conceited. That's true. Does not. That's true. There's the difference. So, um, so we see Pine back at home, and he goes. He's got. The, he picks up this book, and there's the number that Burr gave him four years ago that he that he kept. That he still has. And I'm like, have you not memorized that shit? Because 444-700-70-70-70. Damn, son. So he calls her. And the number's still good. Yeah, yeah. Go figure. Because plot. So we go back to the hotel. And Pine is spending all of his time. He's trying to listen in on everything while seeming unassuming. Mm -hmm. He's trying to listen into um, this negotiating. And he's trying to sidestep uh, Cochran. Yeah. The little lackey dude. Corky, yeah. Who's, now that I know that he's gay, is so much cuter yeah. than he was. And he's like, so uh, you're trying to tell which is the daughter and which is the mistress. And he's just playing it up, man. Yeah. So the the women get shooed away and they go in there and close the door. But he's trying to listen in on as much as he possibly can. Yeah. So this is the Roper that meet, uh, the meeting that they were setting up in the awkward scene yeah where where uh roper said no i don't want to meet him anywhere else let him come just let him come here yeah um so after the meeting 
uh, Roper joins Pine out back, and they're smoking. Yeah. And they have nice casual conversation, and but it ends with Roper saying uh, most people would have thrown out the cigarette as soon as a paying guest walked out. But I admire yeah. that you continue to smoke. It's so like, creepy. That's just, that's all kinds of weird. Yeah. Whatever. And he's, uh, Roper's leaving like that next morning or something. Yeah. So he's gone. So Burr travels uh, all the way out to meet Pine in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yep. So he gives her the SIM cards and all the numbers he wrote down. Um, he's like, I don't want to be involved. Yeah. But here's. here's and yet I this. keep involving myself. And she's like, wait, wait. What's up? He's like, I'm just doing this because it's the right thing to do. Bullshit. And she like starts reciting his life history to him. You did two tours in Iraq. Um, but she, and I, and I love the scene because she explains that she shares this guilt yeah. over Sophie's death. Yeah. That they're both to blame for it. And I'm like. Oh, that's a way to connect to him. And we know that there's a lot of similarities between them already. Yes. Anyway. There really is. So, yeah. So, um, so she asks him, what are you prepared to do to bring him down? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. In episode. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So mostly I'm like, Pine, no. Pine, yes. Pine, yes. Yeah. But if Pine didn't, yes, then there would be no show. Exactly. So... He'd still be in Cairo. Night really, managing. But yeah. I, I I do love that we, we got the cheesy, um, you know, a character actually says the title. Because Pine actually does say at one point, I'm the night manager. Yeah. And you're like, well, he is. I see what you did there. The night manager. He and is. like, like I originally reading the premise of the sh- and that's the end of our episode. So I'm reading the premise to the show and I'm like, there's a night manager that gets involved in arms dealing. Why? Well, and that, because uh, I was tweeting with Michael. um. And that was listener Michael. Yes, listener Michael. And that was what we were talking about because he was like, um, "Well, because I posted, I think I posted something about that we were going to be super classy because you know this this cast deserves it um, because they're all (sighs) super swank." And uh, he he said something about he didn't buy the premise, and I was wondering whether he bought the premise of us being classy or oh, he knows we're classy. Yeah, and he He was like, he was like, no, I just I don't necessarily buy the whole night manager to super spy transition okay, but no 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 but you have to remember iraq army vet yeah it's the ex-army the night that, manager yeah to yeah the arms the to the super yeah. spy whatever he yeah. he becomes um so yeah he's not just a night manager. he's not just some rando guy Yeah, he doesn't just because okay um i have worked in a hotel i was don't laugh i i know i know that i know where i this know is going. i know I was a security guard. Yes, I was a third shift security guard. You're very intimidating. At uh, a hotel in downtown. Yep, where we are. Where we live. And um, I I had my, my moments. Yeah, yeah. I had to escort a drunk to his room while being hit on. I've, I've hauled somebody... Alone uh, in an elevator. I've had to haul people out of the haunted house so, I worked at when I was oh, a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's... Yeah, I got a nice accommodation I bet for you that. did. That I was, and I had, because I had to go downstairs and write it all out. And oh, explain yeah, what yeah. happened. And, um, because I had, he was at the bar and the bartender called me and said, hey, security, I need you to escort this guy out yeah. of the bar. We're trying to close. So anyway, so I've been in a hotel and I, ha- we had a night manager who's also, you know, they're usually the, also the uh, auditor. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's the um, auditor bookkeeper type person. Okay. Me. It's a double. Double kind of duty. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so... 
night managers are pretty unassuming. They're quiet. They keep to themselves. They don't mm-hmm. do a whole lot. I mean, I mean, I, I don't. They're not. I mean, you've got to be like introverted as hell because I've worked third shift. Well, yeah, in a lot of ways you do because yeah, it takes at, a certain special person to work third shift at a luxury hotel. Yeah, you do have to deal with a lot of people, but at that time and, of night, and people get weird. Yeah, people get weird at night. I don't know anything but about that. I think that's why we saw his home in Switzerland. Mm. It, he's so isolated. He's so clearly that's, like he's comfortable being like that because you know that's the thing like a lot of people would look at we're both introverts believe it or not um, <laughs> a lot of people would look at us and be like how could you possibly literally spend all weekend at home happily not conversing with another person that's a dream right it there. is and like they don't understand that but i think showing showing pine existing that way i don't but i don't know if it's self-penance in the form of guilt over Sophie still, or if he's just happy to be I like that. He, I think he's just that way, though. Um, looking at how he lived. Well, we didn't really know how he lived before, in Cairo. In Cairo but was, we see him continuing to night manager, night manager, night manager. He's true. not going a for a day post. That's a very isolated uh, position. Because ideally, you would think you would stay and you would move up to day management if that's what you wanted. You could. But clearly... Even omitting Cause, I mean, Cairo, because a night manager's not nobody. Yeah, and omitting Cairo, he still moved around a good a good bit. Yeah, and well, but see, he's in Cairo. He's isolated himself away from England and mm-hmm. his his home. True. So he's here. He's already isolated himself being in Cairo to begin with. And I, how the hell did he end up in Cairo though? I don't know. But like one thing I did read, and I'm going to probably butcher the quote. Um. It is, Tom was reading the script, and he was telling his family about it. And he was like, it's this guy, and he's he's constantly traveling mm-hmm. to the point of he's never home, and da 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 And he's kind of like a man out of, a man out of his country or something like that. And he said his, I think it was his sister's, or one of his sister's, looked at him and was like, dude, that you. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay then. Tom, no. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Yes. So I think he identified in a lot of ways with Pine, which probably helps. Um, hopefully, Tom hasn't had quite such a dramatic existence as all this, but you know, no. So yeah. I don't. I don't recall that he did two tours of duty in no. um, Iraq. But, but to go back to the premise, that's what I think makes it semi makes it even remotely believable. Okay. Is that he had an army background, and that's how he knew. There's no way he could have gone around it. Yeah, because the army background, and that's how he knew Ogilvy to even have somebody to give. Because like, if somebody gave us intel, well, that's how he we knew Ogilvy know was from the, the army days. To, yeah, we wouldn't know who the fuck to give it to, and nobody would listen I to us. I, I well, I well, have, you have a person. I have a person, but like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know anybody in. But yeah, so that gave him that connection to Ogilvy, which gave him the connection to. Well, the yeah, government but then again, and, you know, this is, again, this is fiction, and yeah. you can write that any way you want. Exactly. So, yeah, you know. So I think I think on the surface, if you haven't seen anything else, you're like, yeah, how the fuck does this hotel guy? Yeah, become? But, but we but we look at this in uh, with the podcaster's eye. Yeah, yeah. Which in the last God, has it been almost two years? Yeah. Have we? Oh, yeah. We've we been podcasting two years. Almost. Yeah. Damn, son. About a year and a half now. Um. You look at things differently, and you're able to pick things apart 
a yeah. lot, uh, a lot. Because I picked way. up a lot of stuff watching it <laughs> this time, even though I had already seen it. Yeah, because I, I was casually yeah, watching it. Because I sat and watched it. I actually wa- I watched two episodes back to back, and then decided I was going to back off and watch it um, un- to be able to give the the uninformed yeah. Yeah. opinion of the show. Um, because I'm so rarely the unsullied. I know, I know. Yeah, you usually <laughs> what you usually know way more stuff than I yeah. do. Um. But, uh, but yeah, when I watched it the second time, uh, to type up the pod, the, the recap, because there are no recaps out there yeah, that aren't opinionated, um, but watching it and typing it, uh, typing it up, I was like, I noticed so much more. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really interesting. The difference of watching something for enjoyment, like I watch, we watch shows like Timeless yeah. and Supernatural and Dirt Gently, which yeah. I swear I wish we'd have podcasted Dirt Gently now. Yeah. Well, it's only eight episodes. Watch those. It's not, I thought it was ten. Eight. Is it only eight? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's to watch something for enjoyment as opposed to podcasting. It's two different things. Yeah. And, and I we've heard that from multiple podcasters. But until you do it. Yeah. Which I'm sure our listeners who send us feedback see it now. You start looking at it a little differently. You do look at it a little differently. Yeah. So, um, Because there are shows that we watch... That we listen, that we don't podcast, but we listen to right. podcasts on right. uh, Westworld. Game West, of Westworld has been a big one because I know people have been t- like a lot of people have been very vocal in their feedback about watching it and almost to the point of if I listen to a podcast, I'm almost spoiling myself. Yeah. Even though y'all don't know for sure what's going to happen, I'm hearing a lot of other opinions that I would not have been exposed to otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but yeah, watching it is different. And I, I, again, I don't think I would have watched the show on my own. Yeah. Without uh, you encouraging it. Yeah. And the award bait that it is, which mm-hmm. it is up. Is it's up for an Academy? It's up for Golden Globes. Yeah. Up, oh, Golden Globes. It's yeah. It's up for Golden Globe. Yeah. Um, Tom, um, uh, Olivia, I think the show itself, and then I think think um Hugh Laurie as well and it did win Suzanne did win the director Suzanne did win for uh the miniseries yeah yeah so that was really cool yeah I would not have watched I would not have watched the show without this podcast yeah so I don't know where I'm going with this but there it is yeah so um so I'm glad you brought up that you kind of even thought the premise was kind of like what the fuck because that was something that Michael had expressed um and of course at but because, point. but knowing that he was army before, yeah, that that does st- that gives us the the background, yeah, for him. But the thing is, we don't know what he did in the army. Mm-mm. Was he a foot soldier? Was he a special some something? Because yeah. um, what was his rank? Michael what was has his... a has a military background. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, so I can, but not knowing what Pine's military background is, yeah, and clearly he has. If not an aptitude, at least a thirst for learning other languages. Because, like we pointed out, he oh, is... Oh, he obviously does. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in other countries. He's he's clearly listening to this guy converse in French. And he knew enough to be able to respond to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was learning Arabic. Um, well, growing in up... In Switzerland, they're speaking, well, they're speaking up German. In, okay, as Americans, we're the only people who only speak one language. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're the backwards ones. We are. And it's a fact that has bothered the shit out of me. Because by the time they throw a language at us in high school... It's um, too, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's too late, but, but it is pretty it's difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. Whereas in Europe, they learn when they're wee ones. Mm-hmm. And I think in the UK system, they do two languages by the time they're done. 
you get one when you're real little and you get another one um when you're so yeah so yeah. for for the british uh, multiple languages is not unusual it's yeah. we're as americans we're the ones that are screwed yeah yeah so i always wanted to learn sign language though okay that's cool just saying i knew somebody that did that as a job did the interpreting i had um i once worked at a fast food place in a mall and I was working the front register, and the cook was exposed behind me. Mm-hmm. And we had a big, huge group come in, and they're ordering. And they're signing. They're obviously uh, yeah. hearing impaired. I wouldn't say completely deaf, but very hearing impaired. And they're yeah. ordering. But I realized that they're signaling orders to our cook behind uh-huh. us and found out that both he had two sets of grandparents oh wow that uh were deaf and wow. that, so he knew, already knew that's awesome and so he was taking the orders and already preparing them as they were coming up and i'm like wow to be able yeah. to grow up with something like that but again pine to bring it back to the show yeah um for someone like him it's not unusual to know especially again being in the army what did he do was he a translator yeah see we don't know was we don't even know if he was in intelligence of any sort or if he was purely like a a foot soldier yeah 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 we know army yeah because they do say army they do say army yeah so we know which division but we don't know what if there was any specialization yeah we do know he saw worse so he saw action yeah so it's 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 interesting so um so yeah we've got another episode we got five more episodes actually. yeah so we would love to hear some feedback from you guys on this show what do you think yeah yeah so yeah, episode yeah. two coming up randomty podcast at gmail.com there it is anything yeah. else you oh want? i did want to um give a quick note um if you're listening to us shortly after we've released um there is a issue with itunes yes um if you're currently subscribed to us you shouldn't have any problems getting the new episodes we've tested it um but for some reason if you're searching um and you're not subscribed you're not gonna be able to find us so if you're trying to (laughs) just assuming if you're trying to wreck us to your friends um they might have some trouble finding at just this feed. You can find our other ones are all out there. Yeah, we don't. We've we've emailed support, so we're not sure. And it's only on iTunes. It's only on iTunes. So Stitcher, we haven't seen any problems direct so, from the website. You can see it. Yeah. So we're assuming it's just an iTunes problem. So I just wanted to give people a heads up just in case yeah. there's a question. So uh, that's all I had. All right, that's all I got. All right, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys.